I mean, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve, and joining me again, you know him, you love him, he's back once more. Chris is here in the building. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks what, for that intro. What's happening? You said you had some news you wanted to share uh, before we <laughs> before we started uh, well, getting into the, today's uh, fight. Longtime listeners may remember the the saga of my bathroom renovations, and I am happy to report that uh, as of today, they are nearly done. The bathtub is in and working. It's level. It's level. Yep. Yeah, I had some issues with that. Okay. And then uh, the drywall is up around the tub and painted. Nice. And the the toilet's still working, but that's been working since. That's been working for a while now. Right. So, so and th- and this tub you've never you've never showered it in is it. It's unused. It's unused. You you are welcome to take the first shower if you want. I appreciate that. Just so you know. I mean, I can't like hold that forever. Are we gonna have to have it like a like a ceremonial uh, event to happen? No. Well, are you saying you want me to take a shower with you? I mean, it could be a golden shower if it's a nice shower. Well, come on, we're not. Uh... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Well, I know where you're going with that. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that uh, you have a uh, bathroom. You're, you just got to caulk it. Yeah, it needs some. It needs some caulk to seal around the tub right. and uh, the trim around the floor to be finished. But that's all. I'll cut just needs to be. Just needs to go in, nailed on, and you're done to go. And ready to go. And it is finally finished. That's awesome. Well, I guess that's the end of the Chris's bathroom stories. I figure that's probably the end of this podcast, really, because that's probably what, <laughs> that's probably why most people are yeah, listening. I assume. I think we're going to lose a lot of listeners now. That there's a lot of handymen who are just like, I wonder what he's doing next. <laughs> I got to hear. Or listeners who are curious as to uh, Pine Hill Mobile Court. Oh, okay. I have an update on that as well. Go right ahead. You know how I told you I was trying to write a theme song, yeah. loosely based on the Law and Order theme uh-huh. song. So, um, the only instrument I know how to play is the trumpet. Uh-huh. I, I played the trumpet for like a while. When did we st- did we start instruments in like I think it was like four, fifth, fifth, fifth grade, fifth grade, fifth grade, yeah. And I played throughout high school. And um, so anyway, I found some sheet music for Law and Order, thinking that's a good starting point, right? From for the trumpet, mm-hmm. couldn't really play it. It's all right. I would like, and I'm thinking of maybe getting my old saxophone out, seeing maybe if I can find some saxophone sheet music for the uh, Law and Order theme song. That'd be cool. We could have like a duet. I think that would be really cool. So it's going to take me a while to relearn how to play the trumpet, though. I remember everything with the with the saxophone. On the saxophone itself. Yeah, I don't I, remember how to read music. So, oh, wait. So what do you remember? Like, I remember the buttons, like A, B, C, D, you G. You just don't know e. how to read the sheet music? Yeah. Like, if you told me to play a B on my saxophone, I would remember oh, how to do it. Oh, all right. I can do that for you. Yeah. I can just mark up your music. Like I, I'm, like I did when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> I, I remember the trumpet notes and the sheet music. I can read it fine. I just can't play them all. Right. I can play a very limited range right now. Is there a spill va- spit valve in trumpets? Yes, there is. There is. I remember that trombones had You're not supposed to say spit valve, but that's what everybody calls it. What's it supposed to be called? I don't know, like water release valve or something? Oh, really? Spit valve's a little unprofessional. 
I mean, that's what it is, though. That's what it is. Yeah. Calling it anything other than that, I feel, is just kind of silly. Sure. All right. We can call it the spit valve. It's a spit valve. When you and me jam, that's what we'll call it. <laughs> Saxophones Those... don't have a spit valve. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they're so, a reed instrument. Exactly. You know, like blowing not, into not it. A, not a brass instrument. Isn't that what the difference is? Isn't well, it, isn't it reed? Those aren't really opposites. the wood. There's the woodwinds, and then right the brass. That, those are things. Yes. Yeah. No, you're good. You're uh, good. Okay. I didn't know. You're looking at me like. No, I just. It's not that like a brass is the opposite of a reed. No, 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 no. I didn't mean like okay, that. Okay. Right. It's just a different it's a, type. It is a category. Yeah, it's a category. Yes. yes. That's how I should have said it. Yes. Awesome. So those are some updates with uh, Chris's Bathroom Stories and a conclusion to Chris's Bathroom Stories and an update on Pine Hill Mobile Court. So keep your ears open. We'll see what we got going on. This has been a great podcast so far. That's right. A lot of good, a lot of good news. Another good news for Chris, uh, we have the results of the Who Would Win in Accomplishing Their New Year's Resolution episode, and Adam Sandler took it 60% to 40% against the executives at D.C., I saw that. I was happy with that. I've been on a bit of a losing streak, and I think I'm starting a new winning streak. I think so. I think 2017 is going to be really good to you. Yes. And I wanted to bring this one up because, remember, you you had a, yeah, a comment you wanted to, to make. Oh, yeah. it's We don't have to you no, know, reopen you, you, this. You can bring it up. So so uh, our previous episode for our listeners, unless you haven't listened to it yet, was who would win Stinky Pete from Toy Story 2 going up against Lotso Huggin' Bear, the villain of Toy Story 3. And uh, currently standing is Lotso Huggin' Bear winning with 57% of the vote. Oh, close one, though. Yeah, and Stinky Pete with 43% of the vote. If he gets one more vote, it's going to be a tie. I did remember to vote in this one. Oh, I'm, good. I'm glad you remembered <laughs> to vote. Did you vote in the other one, too? No, I, I you never, never got a chance to. <laughs> so you had something that you wanted to bring up based on... Well, the, I was listening to our podcast because I love hearing the sound of my own voice. Right. And at the end, I heard your clip you put at the end. Yes. And it was uh, Prospector Pete, Stinky Pete, yeah. saying um, his prophetic quote of some. I don't. I'd have to know the like literal words. Right. During the podcast, you said that he predicted that he would they would go to a landfill okay. or go to a junkyard. What was it? Landfill. A landfill. Yeah. But the quote itself was a little more specific. Like he said, you'll. Be rotting. You'll rot forever in a landfill, right? Which wasn't true, but it could have happened. That could have happened though if the green-eyed, the three-eyed green aliens didn't save them, right? It, it is it possible could've. that it could yes. have happened, but yes. it didn't. Yes, so it, it would be an example of uh, a prediction that didn't come true. Yeah, and not an example of someone with psychic abilities. I was, I was, I was uh, reaching pretty high there. <laughs> I should have watched Toy Story two before our fight. Yeah, Toy Story 2 and 3 would have been a good uh, rewatch to prepare for. I watched some clips of Toy Story 3. Yeah, I watched some clips of Toy Story 2. Yeah. So so that's where we're at with our previous episodes. If you've not yet voted for that episode, you could still vote for that episode uh, now before it ends later today. And I'm winning anyway, so I don't, I don't really mind. Yeah, Chris doesn't care. You don't have to vote if you don't want to. Uh, so let's get going. So if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello... You can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our Gmail, which is whowouldwincast at gmail.com. And you can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris? Yes, Steve? What do you think I'm going to ask you? I don't know. How my day was? Yeah, what did you have for lunch? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I had a small a small lunch because I have a wedding to go to tomorrow. That's so right. I'm kind of – it's a buffet too. So I'm trying to, you know, make some space. I'm jealous. 
That's gonna sound like it sounds like it's gonna be a good time. Oh, I'll I'll text you all the food I eat. Take take some pictures. If you want to do a list by list, like hey, just had this, just had this, just had this. Took a break. Used the bathroom. Did this. Did that. You got it. Awesome. So what you were probably gonna ask me though is, <laughs> what are we talking about today? That's right. What are we talking about today? Today, we have a classic one v one battle. Yes, we do. The iconic villain Darth Vader mm-hmm. of Star Wars fame. Yep. Verse the Witch King of Angmar from J.R.R. Tolkien's universe and the Lord of the Rings. That's right. Also known as like the, he's kind of like the leader of the ring wraiths. I feel like essentially that is correct. He is the leader. He's also yeah. known as the Lord of the Nazgul. Yes. And the black captain. Yes. I did see that also doing my mm-hmm. research. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the reason we're doing this fight, uh, is because James Earl Jones turns 86 tomorrow, which is Tuesday, January 17th. So he is, uh, he's getting up there. And what does he have to do with this fight for people who might not be aware? Oh, for people who may not, yeah, that's true. I should have mentioned that because some people are like, why aren't we fighting James Earl Jones? Uh, James Earl Jones is famous for being the voice of Darth Vader. And, um, he has, that's probably one of his most famous things he's done. He's also done the Mufasa in The Lion King. Oh, right. Very famous. And then he was also the voice of CNN. Like, have you ever heard, this is CNN? That's I did not know that. that. Yep, true. Steve, if you had to pick the most like iconic quote of Darth Vader, mm-hmm. what do you think it is? I am your father. I am your father. Ooh, Chris, that's pretty fancy. How'd you have that ready to go? I just had a feeling you might pick that one. Yeah, I mean, it's probably one of the greatest quotes of all time. So, and, and one of the most misquoted quotes of all time also. That's true. People always say, Luke, I am your father, when it's no, I am your father. Uh, so yeah, so, so that's what we're talking about. Do you want to get into a little backstory on who you're picking and sure. uh, some fun facts? I'll do some. These are not fun facts, unfortunately. That's fine. Just I mean, when it comes to sad the, and depressing. When facts. it comes to the who you chose, I feel like there's no trip, like real trivia like, or fun facts. The embodiment of darkness. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I actually learned a lot from researching these guys because you watch Lord of the Rings original trilogy and uh, I don't know, they're in it. You know, they're the bad guys. You know, they're kind of scary looking. And uh, the one guy dies at the end, but you don't really know their backstory. Right. So I'll, I'll go into it a little bit, but there is a lot of backstory for Lord of the Rings. Like, everything in Lord of the Rings has a backstory. And it's very confusing with lots of names that I don't remember. So I'm going to try to go the best I can. Go right ahead. So, like we said, the Witch King of Angmar, he's the chief of the Nazgul, or Ringwraiths. And uh, they serve Sauron. They were given... So, Sauron had nine rings created in the Second Age, if you're aware. I believe Lord of the, the events of the, the Lord of the Rings take place in the Third Age. I think so as well, yeah. But in the Second Age, Sauron had the rings of power forged, and he gave them to nine men, who were, I believe were all kings. Mm-hmm. And they gave the kings like immense power. They were able to conquer stuff. They were very successful in their lives. But the trade-off was the ring kind of like turned you into a demonic husk of a human like an undead yeah but like right on the brisk of possibly being dead right yeah so there were some perks like they couldn't die but they were also kind of like ghastly yeah so um the witch king of angmar he's he he arises to be the leader of them serves uh sauron second in command for over four thousand years wow by the events of the lord of the rings um, let's see what are some interesting things. So, um, they were very powerful, but they weren't all powerful. Like, mm-hmm. they, they suffered some defeats in battle. Like, 
while they were uh, working for Sauron, he had them fighting some some different strongholds of men. And they had some victories, but they also had some defeats. And uh, at one defeat, he's retreating. And they're deciding if they're going to chase after him. And Glorfindel, an elf, who I believe also appears in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, says not to chase him because... Do not pursue him. He will not return to these lands. Far off yet is his doom, and not by the hand of man will he fall. Right. It's the prophecy. That is the prophesized death of the Witch King. Right. That he will not be killed by man. And that is referenced in the Return of the Rings. Is right. it in Return of the King when it's first said? Uh, well, I know it's in the. It's, it first comes to the audience in the movies in Return of the King. It might be in the books earlier than that. I'll be completely honest. I have never read the Lord of the Rings books. Uh, I have, but it was a long time ago. Oh, did you? I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yep. Uh, but in the third one, all he says is, "No man can kill me, you fo- or you fool. Right. No man can kill me." And that I don't. That might be the only reference to that in the movies. I think it is the only reference of it into the movies. It, yeah, it could have been in the first or second books, or yeah, part one, part two, whatnot. I'm not exactly sure. Okay. So after after that defeat, he runs away. He returns to Mordor. He leads the Nazgul in the siege of Minas Ithil, mm-hmm. and when they take it over, they change the name to Minas Morgul, the Tower of Black Sorcery, and that's kind of their their home base, the stronghold they make. Um. Then so some more some more time passes. The current king of Gondor dies, and his son takes over. Right. And he has some history with the Witch King. Like, they had fought in the past. Okay. So the Witch King is like, he challenged him to combat. He's like, hey, you come fight me one-on-one. And they're like next-door neighbors. They... Minas Tirith and... You said Gondor, right? Uh, well, the King of Gondor, right? Right. So he would be in Minas Tirith. Minas Tirith, which is like right next door to Mordor. Right. Which were the Witch King. Yeah, they'd be pretty close. So he challenges him. Originally, he refuses. But seven years later, the Witch King challenges him again, and he accepts. Okay. He rides off to Minas Morgul and is never seen again. Ah. So this, at this point, Gondor has no king. So is that why so they have the steward? That's why it's now, it was ruled by the stewards of Gondor. Okay. Waiting Which, for the return of a... Of the king. The true king. Right. Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that that was interesting. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have went to fight that guy, really. Yeah, he should have just stayed. Just a bad move. Exactly. Let him come onto your turf. Um. So that, that takes us... I don't know when that happened, to be honest. In, second, like, the Lord of the age, Rings. Third age. Yeah. It happened before the Lord of the Rings movies. Right. So then we get up to the time of Lord of the Rings, and Sauron finds out that, um, from Gollum, that uh, a hobbit named Bilbo Baggins... No, not... It was Frodo Baggins at that time. Had the ring, I guess. Well, no, he, Bilbo. It was... He he knew that Bilbo okay, had the ring. Okay, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Sauron finds out that Bilbo has it. He sends the ring race to find it. Right. That is now their goal. Find the ring. They event, They do go to the Shire, but the Frodo has already left with the ring at that point. Right. They're on their. They're at the. Um, they meet the ring race, and Frodo and them are at the same in the um, at Bree at the end of the Prancing Pony. Right. And that's where they kind of meet up, but they're in different different rooms and across the the little street there. Yeah. And then there's some. There's a a fight. Aragorn saves them. Right. But that's all I have for background. Mm-hmm. I might get into some other things later. But okay. Sure. That's kind of who the Witch King is. I think I mentioned this on a previous episode that we did, because um, we did who would win the Monsters, Inc. all-time scare record, and we had Dementors from Harry Potter going against uh, Ringwraiths from I, Lord of the Rings. I do remember that one, yeah. And 
the the ring wraith scene in the first Lord of the Rings, all those scenes always terrified me. It still does to this day. They do a good job. It's, it, they're very very scary, and especially the horse chase with um, Liv Tyler and Frodo on the horse. Mm-hmm. It's just so creepy the way it's the, they're reaching out with their their hands trying to grab him, and they're all just kind of swarming in on her. It's it's still it still scares me a little bit today. Just those cloaked figures. So I didn't know you were afraid of them. Yeah, I was when I was younger. I was always like afraid that one of them would come out of somewhere, but but maybe now if one was like hiding in your closet, it would frighten you. It would, I would, yeah, I'd be very concerned. At first, I might be like, "Hey, Mister Ringwraith, why are you in my closet?" Well, it wouldn't be a real Ringwraith. It might be like me dressed up as one, unless it's one working for Monsters Incorporated, and they're coming through my closet. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I could do that right there. Wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So awesome. So uh, I feel like mine not too much backstory everybody pretty much knows who darth vader is he uh was born anakin skywalker uh he was a jedi knight he turned to the dark side and became darth vader uh he lost a fight to obi-wan kenobi on a volcanic planet and he lost real bad he lost real bad got both of his legs chopped off and one of his arms his only non-robotic arm Yeah, he already had an arm chopped off yeah now he got another one and then he was left there to burn alive uh, to which he then got in this mechanical suit and terrorizes the galaxy with Emperor Palpatine, who is his uh, master for the dark side of the Force. Um, Darth Vader's been in pretty much majority of the Star Wars movies. I mean, as Darth Vader, not as Anakin, but as Darth Vader was in Episode Three, Rogue One, he had a, a very minimal role, but an awesome role, uh, especially at the end. And he was in episodes four, five, and six, and his helmet appears in episode seven. So he still kind of has a, a presence going on, even though he's died. Uh, some fun facts I found. Are we sure he's dead? By the way, yeah, he's dead. I was just kidding. I think. I mean, I'm he sure might become back as a force ghost. <laughs> no Sith has ever been able to come back as a force ghost. This is well. Oh no, he did. But he yeah, kind of did as Anakin. And, he came back. Yeah. There was. I don't know if this was for episode seven. I think it was for episode seven. They were like flirting around with the idea of having Hayden Christensen come back and be Force Ghost Anakin, and but have him be like half Force Ghost and half like Sith Ghost, kind of like he's kind of like in between a little bit. It's nice that they didn't do it, uh, but they were flirting around with that idea. I think they're trying to connect the originals to the prequels a little more, but whatever. Well, George Lucas was able to put Hayden Christensen in the. Um end of uh return of the jedi he did as the ghost and hayden christensen had no idea that was going to happen apparently because he just took footage of him from one of the other movies or just some kind of b-roll and or just, just george lucas snuck in his house with a camera <laughs> and just recorded hayden christensen standing there no it's okay hayden you just need to stand there and smile it's fine that's my best george lucas impression but um so George uh, Darth Vader is only on screen for 12 minutes in Star Wars Episode Four, the original one, A New Hope, which I thought was very interesting. But it kind of makes sense because he's really not the main villain of that movie. I feel like the main villain is Tarkin uh, running the Death Star, personally. Um, and he was also supposed to die in the trench run scene. Darth Vader was supposed to die? Yes, he was supposed to die. Really? Yep. He was going to be killed off. Like, I guess maybe shot by Han Solo as he... Sh- came up in the Millennium Falcon. What made them change their mind? Who knows what George Lucas thinks. He changes his mind all the time. Especially I've, since he, he claims he knew at the beginning. That's what I was going to say. Doesn't he claim to have had the whole story of the nine movies planned out? So maybe at one point when he was 
coming up with this whole idea. He thought that he should die, and then maybe he said, you know, we'll leave him alive, and turns out that he's Luke's father or something. Who knows? Uh, and then also the guy who played physically Darth Vader, uh, he's a guy named David Prowse. He's from Britain. Um, James Earl Jones did not do the, the acting. He just did the voice. Um, he was really, really angry when he found out that they were going to replace his voice because uh, he did all the lines on set and he did it like really <laughs> like in the way that he thought the character would. And if you listen to it, you can watch it on YouTube and I'll put a link in our in our show notes. I'm sure everybody probably has seen it before if you're a diehard Star Wars fan. It's just so awful. With him having he, like a thick British accent being Darth Vader. Oh, he wasn't good. No, it, it was just it was just stupid. Like having that that dark, you know, James Earl Jones esque voice just makes it so much it more is menacing. A great voice, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he's got he's got his lightsaber. Uh, he can force choke people. He's got his awesome breathing sound that is so recognizable, very very famous, and uh, he's probably one of the greatest film villains of all time. And uh, that's what we're looking at right now. So. So before we get going, we kind of wanted to establish some ground rules here because we really haven't decided where their fight is taking place. Which could be very important. It could be extremely important. So why don't we go back and forth and and pitch what your dream scenario would be of where we would fight and why. Well, my, the home turf for the ring race is kind of Mordor, mm-hmm. the Minas Morgul, their, their stronghold. So that would be ideal. That's, that'd be where they know the area best. Their, their powers are stronger when they're closer to Sauron. So... They'd be they'd be pretty out of place in uh, another planet. Yeah, I would pick um, time of day. I would want it to be sunny, and it would be daytime. That would be very bad for for my yeah. Because ring wraiths, uh, they do not have a lot of power there. I th- I think I read that only the witch king goes out in the daylight. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that might actually help him then. Mm. Well, I think he's still less powerful. He's, but he's not as powerful as he could be, like in Minas Morgul. Yeah. Um, I would also, which is kind of interesting because you said uh, in, what's it called, Mordor? Like, I feel like I would pick Mustafar because fire can actually damage the ring wraiths. So since Mustafar is this giant volcanic planet where, you know, if ash falls on you, perhaps, or an ember, maybe you could uh, start to burn. Um, So I would probably like to have... The ring wraiths fighting on Mustafar with uh, with Darth Vader, but at the same time, it's dark and there's not a, there's no light on Mustafar, so that kind of allows the ring wraith to kind of have their power. Does it surprise you that Darth Vader made his home on Mustafar? Don't you think you'd have a lot of bad memories for him? Personally, I don't think so. I know this has been like a topic of debate for people since Rogue One. Spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen Rogue One, but if you haven't seen it, it's been out for pretty much a month now, so you should go see it. So Darth Vader has a castle on Mustafar. And I think it personally I personally think it makes sense to have his castle on Mustafar because that's kind of where Darth Vader was born. I mean, you can kind of make the argument that he was born on Coruscant when he just genocided a whole bunch of younglings and Jedi. Uh, but or when he decided to kill Mace Windu. Or when he decided cuz that's when he became Darth Vader when mm-hmm. Palpatine just said, "You will be known as Darth Vader," which was kind of stupid. <laughs> but I mean, that's where he really, really, really became the guy in the suit. He was he was burned. He got his legs chopped off there. Um, that's kind of where the whole origin started for him himself. And I feel like that's what drives his anger um, because it reminds him. That's where he pretty much not really killed Padme. Well, he thinks he did, though. They, he that's th- what yeah, the that's true. He thinks he did. 
because he didn't really know at that point of Rogue One, he didn't know that the the children survived. Oh, his children. His children. Right. Yeah, because I guess so, he believed that when he force choked her, she he died. They killed the baby. Yeah, she died. And exactly. then the babies, and then the babies would have died yeah. too. Uh, so, yeah, it just definitely fuels his anger. So I think it makes sense for him to have his palace on Mustafar. All right, that's fine. Yeah, that's my personal opinion. So can we agree on a neutral ground where these two could fight? I'm trying to think. I mean, I would be okay with Mordor to an extent. Like, yeah, it does give you power, but I feel like having the volcanoes around there could lead to a possible ember falling I, on a ring. It's rate. not going to be like a little ember just, like, makes them burn up in flames. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, I mean, the fire could help me out here, so. <laughs> I, I'm okay to fight near. Okay. I'll, I'll fight you near fire if you let me fight at nighttime. So you'll fight near fire. So you'll fight on Mustafar? Would you fight on Mustafar? I'll, I'll fight on Mustafar on, like, a large expanse of solid ground. Like, I'm not going to be, like, jumping in lava trenches, like, in the end of, uh, <laughs> what was that one? Episode 3. Ep- yeah, episode 3. Uh, okay, so we could be fighting on Mustafar, but the clouds have cleared, and it's not pitch black. But it's dark. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. The clouds have not cleared. It is dark. That's what I meant to say. Okay. So, so we're on Mustafar, and it's dark. Okay. So we're good with that. Well, let's go with that. That's fine. I mean, it's, I agree. It's not going to be episode three jumping from volcano to floating pillar to lava, you know, uh, waterfall, lava fall, whatever you want to call it. And and you you're not going to try to argue that like if you're getting defeated, uh, Emperor Palpatine can help you out. No, I'm not going to I'm not going to argue that. All right, no. Then I will not ex- have any help from my other eight ring wraiths. Or Sauron. Oh, I was hoping you weren't going to use the other eight ring rays well, for Sauron. Well, last time with uh, my Lotso fight, I tried to use my entourage, this and you were true. like, no, no, Chris, it's one-on-one. Right. So, I mean, I could just bring in the entire Empire, and just I could just Death yeah, Star, yeah. Death Star, Mustafar. Against the powers of the Empire, I don't think any Lord of the Rings entity... I mean, when they can just blow up their whole planet, what can you do? Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, I mean, no one could. I mean, maybe uh, Gandalf the White would come back as Gandalf the Blue... And then he could just be coming... Why would he become blue? Because there were blue wizards. I, I know, but why, why was blue be after white? I don't know. All right, I don't think curious. it's brown. I didn't know if you had a reason. I don't think it's brown. He would be Gandalf the Burnt. Gandalf the Burnt. <laughs> yes. blue eyes. Planet blue eyes. Oh, okay. All right. So so what are your powers here that you are that you want to bring in thinking that... I, I actually have a good the... amount of powers. All right, go right ahead. So um, the first one I'll bring up real quick is because we started talking about it when... The ring race confronted Frodo and their gang um, right outside of Bree. Did you say? Yeah, it was in Bree. Yeah. So on um, like Weathertop Hill, I think possibly. So um, Frodo got stabbed with a Morgul blade. Yes. That is a special weapon that the ring race have, and it has pretty much like poison, but it's a little more powerful than poison. It's like magical enchantment type of poison, and um, left to just be untreated, you'd become kind of like a a zombie servant of the ring wraiths like they would basically be able to control you wow so they were hoping to do that and then Frodo would just bring him the ring yeah but he was it would be very to, convenient it would have been a very that short would have film been easy yeah so um but they were able to treat him I think Aragorn used some herbs and then the elves helped him out yep so um they had the Morgul blade at their disposal so um let me talk about some other Nazgul powers so we also mentioned they're kind of immortal okay because as anyone who's seen the movie knows, he did die at the end. Yes. But they do say they can't be killed. The The ring kind of made them unable to die from most things. Like, there was that scene, 
I think also in the Fellowship of the Ring, where the the river washes them all away. Yes, yeah. but none of them died from that. Right, the horses died, but they were fine. Um, so some of their other powers, um, what I am going to call pseudo invisibility, because they're kind of invisible. They you can't see their face. I mean, you can tell where they are at all times in the movie because they wear clothes that yeah. are invisible. But or if you they, if you put the ring on, you are able to see them. True, yeah. yeah. With the ring, Frodo can see them. Mm-hmm. But because of their nature, they kind of inhabit a shadowy world where they can uh, walk unseen by eyes of the world beneath the sun. Ooh, so interesting. Uh, invisible, save to him that wore the ruling ring. Is a, is one of so them. only Sauron can truly see them. Or Frodo when he put the ring on. Right. Like you said. Yes. Yeah. So um, some other powers they have. They have uh, some advanced otherworldly perception. They are kind of able to feel the ring and sense the ring. Um, as soon as like Frodo put on the ring, they, they know exactly where he is. Um, it's said in the book that their main weapon is terror. Um, the quote is... Their chief weapon was terror. This was actually greater when they were unclad and invisible. And it was greater also when they were gathered together. The fear that they inspire is enormously increased in darkness. I can, de- Like I said, I can definitely relate to that because when I was younger, I was completely terrified of them. Especially with their scream that they have. Yeah, it, throughout their 4,000 years of existence, they were able to inspire terror and in even the, the strongest warriors. Um, let's see what else. So they, they have something else that's called the Black Breath or the Black Shadow. Uh-huh. I think you brought that up. Yeah. Basically, if you're just near them, they kind of just mm, almost like suck your life away. Not really. The The book describes it as um, they induce a malady characterized by deep nightmare-filled sleep, a chill in the victim's body, and eventually coma and death. So Mary... Um, the uh, Hobbit was near them at one point and had a had like a minor spell of this with nightmares that yeah. couldn't go away. Um, it says a, a lot of a lot of Gondor and soldiers were afflicted by the Black Shadow in the battle, the siege of Minas Tirith. Um, so some more powers, um, sorcery, the the ring, and their just for being around, they were able to study a lot of lore and gained like some sorcery powers including enchanting weapons um the one quote from the book says witchcraft or magic performed by the invocation and employment of evil spirits necromancy ah so um one example from this that i was i was trying to find a cool example and one was a deleted scene okay that i was showing you right before we started from the return of the king i'll, I'll make sure so, i put this on the uh oh, the sure. show notes so people can see it there's a scene um when the ring race arrive at Minas Tirith, I guess a, not, a little after they've arrived, like they're doing pretty well in battle. Yeah, and but but Gandalf is fighting them off, so the Witch King like mumbles this incantation and it destroys Gandalf's staff, just shatters it. Right, and I mean that's his powerful yeah. staff. Like Gandalf is strong, like he's a Maya, and the Witch Kings were just men, even though they got these powers. But uh, he has to leave right after that because that's when. Um, the army from Rohan arrives. Yeah. So he has to go help fight them. Well, it doesn't work out well for him, but... And then also in that deleted scene, he kind of had, like, a cool weapon. He did. That... He, he, pull, he pulled out a sword, and then the sword caught on fire. Yeah. Just just instantly caught on just fire. Just flaming sword. Yeah. So I think that might be related to their ability to enchant weapons, because it's mentioned a couple times in the books, like, 
that they would they would do enchantments on weapons. Right. So, looking at Darth Vader, Darth Vader's powers. I mean, most people are probably familiar with force, pretty much force powers, force pushing, force pulling, choking. He's able to move large objects using the force if need be. Um, he's 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 quick. He's supposed to be quick. Like when he, he needs to be. When he needs to be. Um, he also is very skilled with the lightsaber, uh, which we saw very awesomely done in Rogue One. Not so greatly done in Episode Four since it was like forty years ago. In but, Rogue One, he wasn't really fighting uh, many worthy opponents. No, he wasn't. I was telling Chris before we started, I was listening to another, uh, to another podcast uh, from Collider. If anyone listens to Collider, they're pretty good. They were talking about how in Rogue One, Darth Vader like murders a bunch of guys really quickly. And then 12 hours later, when he's fighting Obi-Wan, it's very <laughs> slow. And they're just kind of poking each other with sticks. Uh, which is funny if you think about it, but you just don't want to think about it. So, so yeah. So, if, if Darth Vader came up to the Ringwraith and pulled out his lightsaber... Do you think the Ringwraith would, in return, like, pull out his sword and kind of turn it on fire in return, do you think? Yes. Yeah. Just kind of, like, I can do that, too. And I and I don't think that Darth Vader's lightsaber would be able to cut, like, the sword, personally. I don't know if you so, agree with that. I, I had been thinking about this, because at first I thought a lightsaber would make pretty quick work of them. Yeah. Because they're just metal, you know, they might... So here would my argument be that since he does have this sorcery power, he can enchant weapons. Right. Maybe he can have an enchantment on his sword to make a lightsaber not be able to cut it. Maybe maybe it's just an unbreakable sword enchantment. Perhaps. Right. So I, I'd say yeah. Let's let's have let's say that our my sword, you know, is a fair fight for a lightsaber. Okay. But it's not like he has magical like armor. You know, you can cut through like his yeah any other part yeah. of him. No, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, in a sword fight, I feel like it'd be pretty even, personally. I, we haven't seen much of the Ringwraith you, as, a, as a swordsman. Agreed. And you really haven't seen a lot of Darth Vader, either. Uh, I mean, Have we not? Well, I mean, he had a just, lightsaber fight in every single I mean, original film. If you're, But if you're going by those lightsaber fights, he's not that good at lightsaber fighting. Yeah, this is true. You really have to include like extended universe lore to be like, alright, he was a really skilled fighter. Or if you include Anakin's fighting skills... Oh yeah, right. but that doesn't translate well when no, you're wearing a giant suit. Because he now has a heavy suit, he has limited mobility. From... I, I do, I do agree with that. I think I, I read he had to change his lightsaber style because of the suit. Oh, I'm sure, absolutely. Yeah. So, so say this is going on. What my first attack would be is, you know, we're fighting around. Perhaps we're using our lightsabers, using our swords, going back and forth, back and forth, whatnot. I might try to get a little bit of distance, and I would use the force to get that sword out of your hand. And I wouldn't, like, try to bring it to me, but I would try to just get it away from you and then maybe try to throw it towards you so you can catch on fire. You really want to catch me on fire, Because that's probably one of the only things that we've seen in the movies that defeats Ring Race. We've only seen two things that defeat them. The fire with... Well, not... I I shouldn't say defeat, because it didn't defeat the Ring Race, but it definitely damaged them when Aragorn took one of the flaming uh, sticks and, like, awesomely threw it (laughs) and landed him right in the face, and he... They walked away on fire. And then um, the one girl killing him, right? Which end. which was be only because um, I think it was Mary uh-huh. stabbed him right before that with a blade that had an enchantment, which to, ended his to make him like killable. Yeah, to make him killable. Now, so, is, now that that prophecy is still going on right now in this fight, correct? I guess so. So 
I wasn't going to say that because that's kind of silly to be like, well, Darth Vader's technically a man. He can't kill me. Well, I have an argument that Darth Vader's not a man. Oh, like a cyborg? Well, Obi-Wan Kenobi is quoted as saying he's more machine now than man. So, oh, yeah, good point. So I, I mean, so I feel like he would technically not qualify as a man. No, and we do know that prophecy was very technical. Right. It, it, exactly, because <laughs> it did not qualify for Mary, and it did not qualify for... What's her name? I cannot remember her name. Oh, it's I not, was going to say Eowyn, but... I was going to say Eowyn, too. I don't too. know if that's right. I'm going to look it up real quick. All right, cool. I think it, I think that is her name. She was um, Theoden's daughter. Theoden, the, yes. Uh, let's see. Google's being slow. Yes, Eowyn. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Theoden ended up being a pretty cool king once he got like that spell broken from um, <laughs> that was, weird guy. And he was all old yeah. and... Like creepy, like Gandalf the Grey. It was, it was a lot like, um, in, uh, Willy Wonka when, uh, his grandfather gets out of bed. <laughs> he's like an old, decrepit man who can't get out of bed, and then he's like, oh, we got this golden ticket. Boom. Right up. <coughs> that was Theoden. I think that's a really good analogy right there. I think you're absolutely right. And he's an awesome king, too. Yeah, he was cool. He didn't live for very long. I remember when I saw, when Return of the King came out, I think I was in fifth grade, maybe around there. That sounds right. I was definitely in elementary school. And like, I remember, like, I watched the first two a couple times, but I wasn't really into it, into it, as I did when I got older. And I remember someone saying to me, like, oh, spoiler, the king gets killed. And I was like, like, who are they talking about? Like, I had no idea. Also, there is, like, a bunch of kings. Yeah. I was like, what king gets killed? Okay. And then the movie happened, and I said, oh. And you know what else happened when I saw this movie? When I saw that? When, when um, Gollum bit off Frodo's <laughs> finger... I distinctively remember that I threw my popcorn in the air, <laughs> and I was at a friend's birthday party, and I remember his mom was really, really angry at me because I just threw because I was so scared, and I just threw it up in the air. Well, how how old were you at this time? Uh, so fifth grade, you're what? I mean, that's a little bit young you're for like, Return of the King. You're like that's, eleven. That's her. That's her own fault. I think I was like eleven, that's twelve gonna, years that's old. That's gonna scare an eleven or twelve year old a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Especially when like you know all the blood is dripping off him and this. Because you don't see him coming. He kind of just comes out of nowhere, jumps on top of Frodo, and then bites his finger off. And you already had all those Ringwraith scenes that probably got you really on edge. That's what I'm saying. I was already terrified yeah. because of Lord of the Rings. And then that happened. Oh. So going back to our fight, though, yeah. you were you were saying you're, once we're, you know, sword fighting, my my strategy would, would be to not immediately engage you in sword combat. Okay. Like, I'm going to come in on one of the uh, flying beasts that he rides in uh, Return of the King. They don't really have a technical they, term. They did not give them a name. So I am calling them a flying beast. You know, I always thought that that was the Nazgul. I used to think that, too. Because in the movie when he said, um, you should not come between the Nazgul and its prey, right. I thought he was referring to the animal. As did I. Yeah. But Nazgul, I believe, is a race of men. Yes. That's what they are. Yes, That's they what... are. So, uh, so if yeah, you get never, your, never named. So you get into your Na- so you're going to get on your Nazgul and fly away? Well, I'm, I'm going to try to to attack you from the Nazgul. You're going to attack me from the Nazgul. Basically, like, swooping down. Okay. Trying to, like, knock you over. I'm going to have my lightsaber straight up in the air trying to see if I could carve out your belly or something while yeah, you're you coming can, down. you can try. Or I could hop it, in a TIE fighter <laughs> <laughs> and then try to shoot you down or something. I don't, the TIE fighter's not going to be great for that close to the ground. I mean, that's too that's too tight. No, TIE Fighters are really good maneuverable. That's why they don't oh, have Oh, they shi- actually were good on the Death Star, they, weren't they? Well, TIE Fighters don't have shields. I don't know if you know that or not. TIE Fighters don't Yeah, they're have- like a cheap... They were like a cheap... Uh, well, because they, they got rid of the shields in order for maneuverability. Because they wanted to be able to turn really quickly. Because if you ever see a TIE Fighter, I mean, they turn no problem whatsoever. But tech- his is technically a TIE Advanced if he did get into that. I'm not sure what the shield uh, specifics are for the TIE Advanced. 
but okay. So you're up in the air. I'm not going to get in a Tie Fighter. I'm not going to get. It'd just be stupid. Does he have a Tie Fighter? Probably. He probably does. It's like his house. It's like, I shouldn't have let you fight near your house. It's probably in his garage. <laughs> he just opens it up. He's got three in there. All right, we're yeah. on. We're on. Um, what's the name of that planet? Mustafar. Mustafar. But we're like on the opposite side as your house. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I really don't plan on using a Tie. No, I, I do agree with you though that the the flying thing. Wouldn't be great against you, but I just wanted to start off with that. That's just to maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe I'll get a lucky well, hit. Well, couldn't he use the force and try to like bring you down or like freeze you, like or not you? It's but the um the the winged beast maybe bring you down, Kenny. I don't know. That's what I would do. I would try it. I don't know if it would work. I don't see why it wouldn't work. But I'm I'm basically trying to get a hit in on like part of your life support system of your suit. Oh, so how so would like, you get in to get an attack on my so life support maybe, system? Maybe if, if you're just going to lightsaber him, he's just going to kamikaze you and just land on top of you. He's okay. just going to fly right at you and hope to just, like, mess up your and suit. So he's going to fly right at me, and the winged beast is going to mess up my suit? Yeah, or? he's, he's going to just try to get it, anything he can do to get it. So I'm bringing, I'm bringing this in. In Star Wars Rebels, and this might be some spoilers for Season 2, but we're in Season 3, so if you're not caught up, that's your fault. But in Season 2... Darth Vader fights his former Padawan from the Clone Wars, Ahsoka, and in the battle he gets completely wrecked. Like he, like literally, I'll, I'll put a picture of this on our Instagram. But his helmet is literally carved open, and you can see Anakin's face. Oh, Darth Vader gets, gets beat. Yeah, and Darth Vader gets like destroyed, but he's still fighting, uh, even though he's like completely wrecked. So I feel like that that, that does conflict with some information from like Wikipedia sources. What do you? That he that the the helmet is part of his life support system. Yeah, and he needs it to breathe. Right. Yeah. I mean, because in the show, like he's. I mean, he doesn't die. I mean, he is weakened, but he's still at times battling. He's clearly able to breathe. Yes, he is able to breathe, and he's actually able to talk because he talks to her. And he's like, does his voice sound weird at all? Um, yes, he doesn't have the James Earl Jones voice. They have the Anakin Skywalker voice, not the Hayden Christensen voice, but the guy who voiced him in the Clone Wars. They have him do the voice, and he's like, Ahsoka, and he's kind of like teetering between the dark and the light, but mainly dark side. Um, so so that's the one argument I would have if your attack is to try to damage my suit. Not saying it would work. I'm just going off of what has happened in Star Wars canon, where he has been damaged. But like you said, especially because that's the whole point of the suit. It's supposed to keep him alive. So, you know, he's able to get hurt. Fair point. But at the same time... He's not supposed to be able to completely survive. Because that's how he dies in Episode 6. They take the helmet off of him. But he'd also been, like, electrocuted at that point. So I'm assuming that, like, broke Like, short-circuited his... his, uh... There there was some stuff on the same... I I forget if it was Wikipedia or the Wikipedia, but... It was talking about Darth Vader's suit and all the stuff it had. Mm -hmm. And it was saying that it was susceptible to, like, lightning and electromagnetic stuff. and And Darth Vader tried to, like, put some stuff in his suit to make it a little more resistant to that type of stuff because he, he like recognized it as an issue I, especially when that's your master's like number one form of punishment yeah <laughs> i would definitely yeah, that's be true because sure. um due to his prosthetics darth vader is unable to use force lightning this is true yeah and actually una- i guess unable to kind of block it as well maybe with his hands yeah yeah because that would screw up his 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 arms yeah yeah because you never because like yoda blocks yoda's the only character that blocks force lightning with their hand right mace windu did it used his lightsaber used his lightsaber obi-wan uses his lightsaber in episode two uh and then luke just takes it full on yeah he does luke, luke never even knew it existed probably like now now how come yeah he probably didn't when that happened luke was probably like, <laughs> it's like whoa you can do whoa, that you can do that maybe i'll be on the dark side yeah, after right? all this sounds like a good idea <laughs> 
Now, how come... This is kind of off topic, but how come when Luke gets electrocuted, his face doesn't get all screwed up, <laughs> but Palpatine gets electrocuted, and his face is totally uh, well, screwed up? The one thing I would say to try to defend the way that happens is that um, his face doesn't start melting immediately. Like, he's zapping, and Mace Windu's blocking it, and, like, it's just not working. Okay. But then he kind of, he tries to keep going, and that's when he starts to melt. So maybe it's just, like, he overdid it. Maybe. But I think the real reason is probably, like, they didn't want to melt Luke's face because he was the main <laughs> character and the special effects weren't good enough to do it. Exactly. They couldn't do it. So, okay, so so Darth Vader, so yeah, he's not going to be able to use force lighting, which is fine. So you're going to you're going to you're going to get on the ground after your aerial attack, yeah, perhaps. Try to do some damage to the suit. Let's say you do and I'm still I'm still going at Fair it. Fair point. That's okay. that's only my that's not my main plan of attack. Okay. So here's here's my main plan of attack. Oh, here we go. So, what are ring wraiths good at? What is their main purpose of Lord of the Rings? To find the one ring. To find the one ring. Uh-huh. So the ring wraiths are good at finding things. Okay. So the ring wraiths are going to find Luke Skywalker. Alright. And they're going to bring him with him to fight you. So they're going to bring Luke. Yep. At this point, does Darth Vader know who Luke is? Yep. He knows it's his son. Yep. Okay. And... One of two things is going to happen. Uh-huh. You're either going to be distracted enough by the reunion with your son that he'll be able to kill you with his fire sword. Okay. Or mm-hmm. you'll reunite with him and be like, you know what? I give up. I just want to hang out with my son. And just surrender the fight. And the ring yep. race would be okay with that? Yep. And because they're taking the win. Yeah. He, he just cares about the stats. <laughs> he just cares about his rookie card. Yeah. I... If, if you did that, which is a very interesting plan, <laughs> has he been hiding out the whole time, like in episode seven? Who? Luke. Yes. Like, he, what Luke he, is what, this? Like, I guess this is between, yeah, this is between episode six and seven. Okay, so it's old Luke. Yeah, it's okay. old Luke. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, so if that happens, I would say, I would try to corrupt Luke to come onto my side. You could, wait, why would he try that again? Oh, I guess after episode six. Well, I guess this can't be after episode six. Well, Vader would be dead. Yeah. So you're still alive. So, regardless, I would try to corrupt him and try to bring him to the dark side. Because we find out that it almost kind of worked. It got it worked to the point where Luke was wearing all black. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was definitely... And he, he was choking people. He was choking pigs. You know, he, he was super, super... Choking pigs? Yeah, in Jabba's no, Palace. I know who you're talking it, about. Yeah, he just walks in. It was in. a pig-faced guy. It was a Gamorrean guard. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah, technical term. And, um, yeah, so I would try to corrupt him, and I would be like, hey, listen, do you want to rule the galaxy with me? I think we could totally rule the galaxy together as father and son, but this guy <laughs> is in the way, and but, we need to get on the same side here in order to destroy this guy with this awful scream. He's got this giant flying lizard bird that has taken up all of our space. He's, he's bothering our prime real estate we have here on Mustafar. We're not going to be able to sell this place in five years. Property value is going to go down. We need to get rid of this guy. And I think that Luke would probably do it because what does Luke owe the ring wraith? It's a counterpoint. Okay. So um, Darth Vader did try to get Luke to do that in episode six and it didn't work. Okay. And also, it's been a long travel for the ring wraith to get to Mustafar. Like, he doesn't have a spaceship. They've been traveling by Flying Beast or whatever. It's probably taken him, like, millions of light years to get here. Okay. So they had a long time to talk and bomb. <laughs> So they're actually kind of probably friends at this point. So, because they don't have light speed. 
I was joking about that. I'm assuming they'd have to to even travel between planets. Or in space. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so they've been corrupting Luke this entire time. No, they've been becoming friends with him. So Luke and the Ray are their best friends. Wow, this gives me another good idea for a TV show. What is it? It's where Luke and a ring wraith live together. It's like a buddy in an, cop. In an apartment, yeah. They're like, they're, like, one's like all neat and like clean and the other one's like messy and... Who would be the neat one? Uh, probably, probably the ring wraith, I think. I think it would be too. I think Luke would be the messy, yeah. like 19 year old, like yeah. throwing beer cans everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> think of a title for it. Doesn't have to be now, but you know, we might have an opportunity here for another, another, another uh, TV show. Uh, one and a half men. One and a half men. I like Because it. of, well, I guess Darth Vader's more of the half man. Luke only lost an arm. Yeah, one and three quarters. Of one a man. and three quarters of a man. I like it. So, so, say it does work. So now it's just Darth Vader fighting two people? If, oh, if you're able to. If oh, your, if your plan works. I, I wasn't trying to get Luke to fight you. I was just trying to either make him distract you so I could beat you. Okay. Or to just make you give up. I don't think it would distract him because it, it clearly hasn't distracted Vader before because in episode five, he, tr- he was trying to convert him. It didn't work. He tried it in episode six and he got to the point where, hey, if you don't convert, we're probably going to kill you here. Like it's pointless to resist. You're going to, you're going to join me. So even if he didn't join him, he would just fight him. I don't think he'd be emotionally compromised whatsoever. And Darth Vader could definitely take on a ring wraith and Luke Skywalker at the same time. Especially since it's not Luke Skywalker in his prime. Like, if it's, like, episodes... We don't know this. Well, it's not episode 7, Luke, which I feel like that's Luke Skywalker in his prime. Granted, we don't know what his powers are in episode 7. Maybe he hasn't practiced at all. Maybe he forgot he doesn't do anything now. What if he hasn't been doing anything? Yeah, what if he's just been sitting there and he's like, wait, what? (laughs) He just, like, special orders, like, bulk bags of potato chips from another planet. (laughs) And he just watches, eats and watches TV. Do you think those people would, like be concerned or curious as to why they're just dropping off 40 pounds of laced potato chips once a week on this giant desert not this giant desert this giant island in the middle of the ocean that no it's probably a drone delivery the robots don't even <laughs> this is true yeah. yeah probably okay so what else we got for your fight is it is, any any more of his of the powers your tactics here i mean darth vader i would just try i would i would try to force choke you see if it could work I would try to get in towards you. I'm not sure if I have a neck, so I don't know if you can force choke me. Okay. A- well, that's true, because you might not even be able to breathe, so it doesn't even matter. Uh, Eowyn was able to kill the Ringwraith, specifically the Witch King of Angmar, by stabbing him in the head, in the face, where his face would be with a sword. If I could get in close enough, maybe force hold you down and come in with my lightsaber and stab you right in the face, might work. Or if I'm able to use the force to get your fire sword out of your hand, I could possibly catch you on fire, which could throw you off a little bit, uh, get me in there, uh, have an opportunity to strike. Would you use any of your other weapons that he's had? Like that one ball chain thing we were talking about from earlier? Right. At the, in Return of the King, he has a flail and a sword that yeah. he's using to fight Aon, And I think he hits her so hard, he breaks her shield and breaks her arm. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure, why not? Pull that out. I would just chop it. Yeah, I mean, that... Assuming he can't. Unless, unless he's able to, to, to bewitch that also. Yeah, but he might just be able to cut the chain, and then it's just not useful. Yeah. It's just a stick. But, you know, the volcano erupts, ember floats down, <laughs> might get on top of him, catch him on fire. I, I don't think that's as as deadly as you, you're saying it no, is. No, and I'm not saying it's gonna be that's going to be a kill shot. It's just a way to weaken you. What if you? it catches your cape on fire, and then you're trying to put your cape out? 
Darth Vader is used to being burned. He's just going to be like, <laughs> hey, you know what? That's Tuesday. It'll burn his coat, but it's not going to burn his, his armor. It'll just burn. Yeah, it's probably the, fireproof anyway. It might be. If they were smart, they would have made it fireproof. There was, like, when I was reading about his suit, there was all these, like, special metals it was made out of. To make forget, sure. I forget what they called it. Yeah. Everything was, like, something special. Did they have it ready to go? That's what I've always wondered. You know what I mean? I guess they must have. So the other thing it said is that it did go through, like, constant, like, upgrades and repairs. Yes. Like, he had to have, like, power cells recharged. He had to have things fixed that broke. And at one point they even said that the Emperor might have purposely made it not that great so that he could never rebel against him. Ah, to keep him in control. Mm -hmm. There's a really cool picture. I'll put this on our Instagram sometime this week uh, that shows every Darth Vader suit from Episode 3, Rebels, Clone uh, Rogue One, and 4, 5, and 6. And it's really cool to see how it's changed and adapted. Most impressive. It is very most impressive. You're absolutely right. Um, And it's cool to see that. But like like I said, in Rebels, where he gets hurt so badly... Uh, he needs to have. He has to get a new one eventually. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna do it. Uh, no, I don't have any more. That was, uh, yeah, that was the last one. It wasn't the last one, but I need a good place to play it. I, I understand. Um, so that's where I'm. I'm leaning towards though right now. I think yeah, his suit would take some damage, but I don't think it would completely cripple him. I'm heavily relying on the suit crippling you. I just need to damage some of your important pieces, and then. Do you think there's like a small thermal exhaust port where if you poke it in a certain way, it self-destructs the entire system? I guess it would depend if it was designed by a certain dis- disgruntled uh, Death Star engineer who was like, hey, I'm going to make this suit and it's going to have a kill switch on it that might kill Darth Vader if I need it. That'd be cool to know what else that guy designed from Rogue One. Like, did he maybe also design a couple other, like, maybe he designed... Um, like a, a beard shaver that stormtroopers get issued, and like if you hold it a certain way, it's like burns your face. It like cuts their throat. Yeah. Like, ah, take that, stormtroopers. Maybe maybe they like have robotic toothbrushes that he designs that don't like brush one of your teeth right, so you, they always get like a cavity, a cavity in one of their teeth. <laughs> wow, he he's just attacking from all fronts, blowing up battle stations. He, he did whatever cavities. he had to do. He really did whatever he could. Whatever was at his disposal. Galen was pissed. Yeah, he was super pissed at the Empire. Nice. All right. Anything else you want to add before we wrap things up? Um, what? <laughs> Let me ask again. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? What? <laughs> what? 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 No. <laughs> so I am. I know a couple of Lord of the Rings facts, but these are. I'm, I don't know. Maybe common knowledge for Lord of the Rings fans. So Christopher Lee is that his name? Who played yep. Saruman? Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. He's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Yes. And um, he really, like, I think he said he reads the books every year. He well, really. Not, any, not anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Did he die last year? I think he died two years ago. Yeah, it, I don't think it was last year. Yeah. Um, He really wanted to play Gandalf, like, really, really bad. <laughs> and why didn't they give it to him? Because um, I think Ian McKellen was was better. Yeah, I feel like he plays a really, uh, Christopher Lee plays a really good villain. He does, yeah. So, I would have liked that. I wonder if he was really disappointed about that. Maybe. I mean, he's still good as, as, yeah, he's uh, great. as Saruman. Are you okay? Just, just, sorry, I had to take my uh, inhaler. Wow, how many times? Am, I don't know. Wow. wow. Is that it? Wow. 
<laughs> How long did it just keep playing? It might be. There's that big red button that says stop sales. Yeah, I guess I'll have to do that. I think so. Or we could just let it keep going. We can have it on in the background. A little, little menacing uh, sounding for our, for our fans there. Uh, so, so as always, for this episode, there's going to be a poll on Twitter where you can vote for who you think would win in a one-versus-one battle. Darth Vader, uh, classic Star Wars villain, going against the Witch King of Angmar, or the leader of the Ring Wraiths from the Lord of the Rings series. Um, like we said, the battle's taking place on Mustafar, away from Darth Vader's castle, so he can't, you know, jack open the garage, plot a TIE fighter. I like. I don't think the location is that important to the fight. Uh, I don't. I mean, except for the whole nighttime daytime for the ring wraiths, because if it was daytime, the ring wraiths would yeah be we, very powerful. The ring wraith has more weaknesses under certain conditions. Yeah, but like I said, the volcanic planet really doesn't play much. I just wanted to have some kind of embers. You really around. want him to catch on fire because that's one way that I could weaken him. Okay, so that's that's kind of what I'm relying on. So, so that's what we're looking at. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode, Chris. Thanks so much for being on again. I can always count on you. You're welcome, Steve. Thank you. No problem. And uh, hopefully we have good news in the future for your bathroom and uh, for, well, for like, you got to finish the caulking. Oh, yeah. I'll let you know when it's 100% done. Exactly. And uh, we'll see what we can do for the theme for uh, Pine Hill Mobile. Yeah, I do have to relearn trumpet. And I'll pencil you in for the first shower. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. I'm glad you have a schedule ready to go. I do now because you asked. Thank you. Share Google Doc with me and I'll, I'll see what times work for me. Okay. Awesome. All right. So, as always, please subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Sauron has yet to reveal his deadliest servant, the one who will lead Mordor's armies in war. The one they say no living man can kill. The Witch King of Angmar. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.